Hang on, I gotta, I gotta get some chocolate. Oh, I'm eating chocolate too. Okay, I'm gonna get some. What's up, Johnny Rainbird? It could have been Brainbird. Yeah, I mean, Which do you think that like Rainbird cooked, cooked Brainbird? <laughs> we should make like ephemeral and nuke combos. <laughs> Like, wouldn't that be the best drug ever? <laughs> like, you shoot it into your neck, and then all of a sudden... With a bug. Just with like, the Mandy bug. I just still want the Mandy uh, bug. With the Mandy bug. Could Mandy we, could, bug. I want the Mandy we, bug injection. That's the dungeon signature drug, is like nuke <laughs> and like the bug from Mandy and ephemeral together. Yeah. Oh, fuck, man. It's been so long since I've had like a normal doctor's appointment. Like, it should just be... <laughs> yeah, as we're as we're getting into the endemic phase, that we should have the Mandy bug injections. Dude, guys, start wait, soon. Uh, <laughs> as soon as this gets downgraded to an endemic, I'm gonna party so hard. I know that's what I'm we're saying. All... Like, I don't know what it's gonna transform into. I'm gonna throw such a big endemic party. I'm gonna start a, a pandemic right back over. <laughs> It's good. you're going to be patient zero. I am. I'm going to make out with a bat. <laughs> bats are so hot. They are bats are hot. bats are aliens. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I want to feed a bat like milk, like while it sits upside down on my shirt. Mm. Well, with that, hello and welcome to the dungeon, my friends. Yeah, welcome, welcome to everyone who's on the dungeon. Uh. Um, just a little note here that we got Natalie with us this week. Hello, Natalie. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. I got my torch lit, walked down the steps to the dungeon. (laughs) Did you notice that we put in some new safety lighting by the baseboards? Oh, I love it. I scraped some (laughs) of the Movie theater lighting. Movie theater lighting. (laughs) I scraped some of the rust off of Seth Parker's chains, too. And I gave them them a, a new point. A new, uh, a new uh, coat of acrylic paint. I made him orange. I love orange the new chance. scratch mark. Uh. <laughs> Wait, Natalie, what do you love? I love the new scratch marks on the wall. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, yeah those yes. are mostly from me. Yes, this is Is this week. doormat made out of your beard hairs? <laughs> it is. Collecting? It is. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of... beard hairs. There's a lot of blood in it, but like it's it's uh, my blood, so it's okay. Oh boy! How <laughs> is your how is your tooth, how's your tooth, Eric? How's your tooth doing? Uh, I've I've stopped just wildly bleeding, which is cool. That's good. Um, That's good. I'm I was thinking today in uh, in bed when I woke up that like if I'm at the point, plug it up, plug it up, plug it up. Sorry. The, the carry? You know when when Tom Hanks cuts his his molar out with a with a ice skate on the island? Do I ever? And there's still like ma- there's still like a while left in that movie, right? Oh like yeah, he's got to mm. go through a bunch of other. Oh, that's like the end of Act wild. One. No, there's yeah. an amazing yeah. wild so, left. So I was thinking that in the land of dungeons, that like I'm just at the point in my own personal dungeon where I've just cut out the tooth on the island. Uh-huh. So like, yeah. yeah, I got, I got, I got some shit ahead of me. This you time. haven't even befriended a volleyball yet. I, I, I'm, you know, in some, some ways, I'm really looking forward to that stage. I feel yeah. like I have. You're I'm, ready. I'm you're ready. ready. Yeah, you're, you're ready. Um, 
Can I like I can I like bat lead off here by reading you a piece of the script of Firestarter? Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I want to read. I want to read to you out loud the oh, little monologue that that Rainbird gives in the office. Um, because this is like one of the creepiest things I've. So, oh by the way, our movies this week are Scanners, Firestarter, and Carrie. We're we're hitting it hard. Um, so this is what this is what Wrong Rainbird dog. says to Martin Sheen in in Martin Sheen's office. Um. After Martin Sheen asks what Rainbird is going to do with the child. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, I he love says, this. So John yeah. Rainbird says, John the friendly orderly will come in. He will greet her, talk to her, get her to smile. John the friendly orderly will make her happy because he's the only one who can. When John feels that she has reached the moment of her greatest happiness, he will strike her across the bridge of the nose breaking it explosively and sending bone fragments into her brain. It'll be quick and he'll be looking at her face at the time. He will know her power. And when he dies, which I hope is very soon, perhaps he can take that power with him into the other world. That's what he says. My God. That's some dungeon. Yeah, that's some dungeon, but like... He it, coiled ponytailed dungeon. He's took pulled the dungeon. Uh, he pulled the dungeon behind, you know, into a a ponytail. Yeah, a dungeon. He pulled the dungeon up like a hood, but the hood was a ponytail that he attached. <laughs> well, to. so I guess I'm. I I found myself. I wanted to read that because I was think. I was thinking about power. Like yeah. the like relationship Ugh. between good power and bad power a lot, mm. like with these uh. movies and like who wants power and who doesn't want power and who has power and who doesn't have power. Good power. I don't know. Just a lot going on with these movies with power. Well, George C. Scott is very like Knight of the Hunter in this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And like. That's and Carrie like, is very Knight of the Hunter. The whole movie yeah. is very. Yeah. Yeah. But like he, George C. Scott is very like, or sorry, Rainbird. Is uh, yeah, he's please. really like um, I don't know. He he's so um like I knew that when when he like makes uh, Drew Barrymore like trust him by like pretending to be afraid of the dark. Yeah, like, that is clanking some fucking chains. Uh, yeah. yeah, and uh, just sort of, I like his smugness like before that speech in his like. Yeah. Unabat- like it's a kind of like fascism it's like a one-man fascism you know or it's mm-hmm. like it's the miss it's like the mystic part of fascism that's really terrifying Ooh. you know mm-hmm. um, yeah oh, God. well he's he's also there's like a little bit ugh, part he's of what's like so shaman, creepy yeah. about it is that he's a little bit vulnerable like he starts talking about vietnam and it, you get the feeling that it's like true yeah you know yeah like ah, i don't know it's it's dark. Playing it's with, with dark. his own scarred eye. I yeah. mean, you know, just l- leveraging that scarred eye. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, okay. So, like, yeah, go ahead, Natalie. Please. I was going to say that I, I watched clips of Drew Barrymore as a kid. Uh, like, <laughs> around the time this movie came out of, like, mm. she, you know, hosted SNL and, like, was 
a huge movie star as a kid. And yeah. Oh, yeah. that was maybe more terrifying than anything we watched this, this week. Yeah. yeah. Wait, you so know, like, yeah. I know that, I know yeah, that yeah, that's yeah. terrifying, but can you just say like, what about that is so terrifying? Like, I mean, she, she is in a dungeon. Yeah. A hundred percent, you know, yeah. like they bring her out on Saturday night live and she's doing this like monologue with like an adult actor and she's yeah, acting yeah. like this precocious child. Ah. But, you know, in retrospect that all these stories are like, you know, it, all these cute stories of her, like, you know, going out to, uh, you know, going out to parties and events. Yeah. Like she's like yeah. using drugs and yeah. is basically just being like used by her, you know, mm. family. And... That's what it's it felt like, like even survival in the, mode. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it felt like even in the in the movie Firestarter. I was trying to figure out how much of it was this young actress mm-hmm. being led and misled through this movie, through the making of this movie and like the yeah, just um the awkward, you know, awkward mm. relationships that that like she has to portray and like has to go through and it's just yeah. this odd i mean yeah horrible kind of dungeon to have to kind of when when it's a kid work through in, when it's a kid acting it reminds you of how weird acting is yeah. like yeah and, and how, like, i was just um, thinking that yeah like it's almost like how how could there be like how could you how could you consent to it as a child in a way it's I like know. You, you don't even know you what can't. you're consenting to exactly the, the, that's the, it the the, the 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 permutations of the of this scene and the ways that it could be refracted it's just you can't anticipate yeah. all of these things and we can't yeah. i mean it is uh, like an unethical lab experiment. I mean, it's so much of Firestarter. What you see is like yeah. just directly reflected in her experience. Like Natalie's saying, you know, like that. I did. I didn't have the language for it, but I felt that as part of it too. Yeah. And then also, mm. like just knowing a little bit about like uh, about like the drugs and stuff, and you know that era too. It's just thinking like like to what extent. Like it's hard to imagine what Drew Barrymore's thinking was like during the shooting of that are there there, uh clips of her um are there clips of her um like talking during this time that she well the i think the clip that i saw is during it's during that time so i think she just finished watching filming et and at one point the guy asks her it's the guy from Three's Company. I can't remember his name, but you know he's John like that below. I, I think it was John. No, wait. No, I'm not thinking of Three's Company. I can't. I'll look. I'll look him up. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's asking her all these questions, and he's like, "Who do you want to marry?" And she's like, "Steven." <sighs> and and he's like, "Who's that?" And she's like, "Steven Spielberg." Oh, man. And you're oh, man. you're just like, that's weird. Yeah. 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 It's not great. But it's like, in a way, as you're talking, Eric, I was just oh. thinking like, and, and Seth Lammon, the thing about ch- child acting, it's like they almost become the scanners. Yes. You know? 
but in this weird way, they like, they know exactly what, they're so in tune to what elicits a response. And I think that's the weirdest thing about this clip is that you know that she knows what to say. Like she's not being, she's not authentically answering, but at the same time, she is authentically answering. Yeah, she but she knows she knows what they want to hear, so she's oh, like, "Damn, play, playing that up." It's like Carrietta and Carrie. I mean, it's just unbelievable to have to watch. They call her Carrietta at one, and then she, her mom calls her Carrietta. Carrietta. Yeah, I swear, I swear, I had the subtitles on, and I swear, the first time her mom calls her Carrietta. So now that is the like... scariest thing I've heard <laughs> in a long time. <laughs> But yeah, no, just being, but the the level the 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 extent to which they're being led through these experiences it's yeah an uncanny nasty thing to to follow along with and at the same time and Carrie just like you're yeah you're just kind of yeah you're just kind of following along with this horrible procession that you know I mean yeah the, the level to it you were t- Seth, uh, your Chekhov's hey that we were talking or the, the just like this loading that the, these movies are like loading this thing up so ahead of time yes, in, in all yes. of them and you're just you like the the yeah it's just always pay the payoff is always happening like ahead of time and you're just waiting for this thing to kind of catch up to these characters and it's this brutal time frame or whatever yeah. is happening I don't know why mm. it was I was noticing it that much with these but Ter- was it terry ross is that his name the character's name uh who takes her to takes yeah. carrie to the prom i can't remember his name oh uh, well that's guy. william cat that's the greatest oh, american my hero my friend oh my god this guy i mean just the yeah, his hair oh, holy serious, shit you know, yeah there's l- yeah. luscious so wait he's but like he's, he's fully he fully knows he's he's bought in on the he does he know there's the? I don't. It, I guess it doesn't matter if he knows there's the bucket. No, he not. does not no. know about the bucket. But he I knows like. that he's leading her. He knows that he's misleading her through this, through this yes. thing, and the and the amount to which he is contorting himself, you know, to to achieve this thing. It it's awful. It's yeah, a horror. Yeah. It is a horror. It's a social horror. I remember being terrified of this or feeling at home in this movie when I was younger and saw it too. It's the hardest Wait. it's it's the hardest movie to look at directly I think of the 3 like huh. I I rewatched mm. all of them over and over again and uh when I rewatched Carrie I had to watch it with music cuz it was like too emotionally involving mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah and the stuff with the mom is just when- absolutely the wildest stuff in in the world to have to to kind of trudge through I mean the mom is just yeah. Are we incredible. are we all too are we all too afraid to go into the part of the dungeon where we talk about the gym teacher or are we going to uh, do that? No, the, we need the to. most physically abusive character ah. on film ever. <laughs> like she's basically like Godzilla as a gym teacher or something. Like she She's shakes. also the most emotionally abusive say, person I've ever like <laughs> She 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 shakes so many teenagers like as a, as like a first move in like a disciplinary context, just fucking shaking people, Shake you know. Well, why was street. everything so amplified? Because everything was really. It was like um, I just went to Salem um, the the other day, Ooh. To Ooh. Salem, Mass. You know, site mm. of the 
the witch trials and they were talking about, you know, how the girls would like <laughs> hype themselves up and get into these like states of like, you know, kind of like eu euphoria. And that yeah. was like a sign that they, you know, had con consorted with the devil. And it feels like this movie, I actually feel like we should have watched this movie with Rosemary's baby mm. because it has that same, just yeah. sort of like everything is turned up. Like the teacher's response is like a 10 instead of like a three. The mom is like at 11, you know, yeah. Yeah. Carrie, you know, like her like response to everything is like super like out. Ugh. Every just the Geiger is just like constantly Great. flying yeah. off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Wow. Uh, but which I guess uh, it's not just a, yeah, there's no good excuse for it except to, it's not just like this childish thing to, no. to, to feel things that way. Like I'm still, I'm still on, a, on oh, yeah. right Oh now. yeah. The part with the gym teacher that creeped me out the most was the, there's that <laughs> moment when, when she's looking in the mirror with Carrie at Carrie and she's like telling Carrie that she's beautiful. And then you see her decide, like you see the gym teacher decide that Carrie isn't beautiful. Like uh, at the very end kind uh, of, of that conversation, like you see her realize like this is hopeless. Oh, and like, wow. and it's this, it's such, it's so dungeon to me. Cause it's like That's this moment thing. where someone, someone's like faking kindness which is like sometimes a good thing to do like you can't muster up the kindness so you just fake it but it's like when it fails when your failed kindness when your faked yeah. kindness fails it's like the most damaging it's crushing it's like it crushed me well this is this is the film about the gym teacher's failures yes like more than anything like it's everything is kind of her fault like and, yeah. as and the like, adult like yeah like just the sort of like atmosphere in her in her class or whatever is so terrifying yeah like even if the kids are rowdy like the the way in which she just meddles in these kids lives it's like she simultaneously wants to control and punish them it's like everyone in this world wants to constantly control and punish mm, young people, exactly yes. you know yes um, she looks which like i think is probably like a generational critique you know from people yeah. that from boomers you know being yeah. like hey old man get off my back or whatever you know <laughs> i feel like i'm having such a weird moment because i have to say that my reading Ooh. is just like not i don't know for whatever reason i felt like the gym teacher was on her side on yeah. Terry's side yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, just, I'll just invite myself to stay in the dungeon for for a while no, i actually I'm, agree with you like yeah i i but i think it's like or the intention of the, what the am intent, i trying to say yeah, the intent it's like is... um she's a per she she is a person who believes that the right thing to do is to be on carrie's side but she f i think she to me she fails to uh, fully empathize with Carrie. It's like yeah. she never gets yeah. further than oh, sympathy. Oh, yeah, 100%. And the yeah. sympathy falls flat, and then you're left with nothing. Like, you're left in a worse place than mm. where you started, mm. I think. Like, mm. yeah. yeah, maybe, it, Eric, I think it is vanity. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, and the, um, the other <sighs> moment with the gym teacher that I wanted to talk about was, like, at the very beginning, in the credits in the locker room, when, when the gym teacher shakes, like, uh, 
what's her Amy Irving like um <laughs> Shake and like one. uh for for being like one like all these girls are like abusing Carrie right yes. and but she's she's the one who this one kid bears the brunt of it and is uh-huh. that kid is shook by it and like makes all these terrible decisions throughout the rest of the movie as a result of the gym teacher mm. like focusing yeah. all like the gym teacher knows that the Making way the they carry is scapegoating wrong and focuses all the rage. Yeah, mm, that's right. Goat, a pre-goat. Oh wow, I never thought of the pre-goat, dude. In this movie, holy shit! And then just oh, wow. And then you got the pigs too. Eric, you got are the you writing down pre pre-goat somewhere for us? Yeah, pre-goat is. Uh, We're gonna uh, come back to pre-goat. Yeah. Wow, pre-goat so, might be like a a Natalie. new religion. Oh wow, I think. that wow. No, y'all just crack nah. my skull open with this thing. I thought it. I mean, it I, is like the the structure of it's so beautiful and like it's just amazing. I had forgotten how quickly it shows its hand. Like it's it, you. Everything is there. You know, and and yeah, and it's not that we are. You know, what's it's not happen. that we're. Ex- it's not that we are more experienced or anything. It's just that we are, as the viewer, we're given all of the fucking variables to 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 see ahead of yeah. time, and to see the trap yeah. set, and to, for it to and to see it, you know, take something, is yeah, that plays that we can't help but what kind of yeah, what kind of weird psychological experiment is that? But it's that's what that is. To see the trap set. I was going to ask what, like, has anyone ever watched Carrie without knowing some set of expectations about, like, Mm. you know, like, because most people have encountered, like, some brief summary of it where it's like, it's a kid who's bullied who gets pig's blood poured on her at the end of the movie or whatever you know but like yeah and and like the cover of the movie is like her covered in blood a lot of yeah. times you and know I, and and i think and, like and the, the the previews would have been like showing the climax of the movie you know it's like something like that would would have probably been the way yeah. that it was presented yeah and so it's like it's interesting because like every time i watch it i like know what's gonna happen and it's it's a movie that like becomes more powerful the more times you watch it because Mm -hmm. the dread Mm, amplifies you know because it is so like um extended like you have to watch like john travolta and the other people like go and like get the blood and like you know you have to it, I, the oh, trap yeah. is set, so it, it really There's is no... like Seth. Seth, you made the joke about Chekhov's giant bucket of pig blood, and like <laughs> it really is like you. The second but it's he, before he, that, like, even you, you were right that it was even so before, before that, that yeah. and that it is set yeah. before we we know when the credit before the credits have got, that it's all we know where everything will go, and that's. Um, I know movies Can, like that, you know, have done that before, but it's fun to kind of have that as the constraint. I I have a note here for Carrie, uh, and it's blood, blood. We know what's coming. <laughs> like I don't remember writing it, but it's definitely like the description of that. It's like you just mm-hmm. know, like like yeah. that's that's the yeah. Uh, so I guess um, there's a comfort wait, in that can, ritual or something. It becomes it is a ritual. And yeah. wait, I yeah, I want to ask Natalie like about the like Natalie can like I guess I just want to talk about like the the high school girl piece of this movie like um like the I don't know what I'm asking exactly but like 
what like how do I'm wondering how this movie like hits you differently than it hits the rest of us. And maybe like maybe the fact that you you are looking at the gym teacher in a softer light is part of this somehow. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean <laughs> I think that I mean, I think what makes Stephen King such an amazing author mm. is that he really gets humanity and like he knows how to like, again, turn up the worst parts of humanity, you know, yeah. whether it's kids being cruel to each other, you know, people right. becoming like demonically possessed mm. by Jesus, basically, or, you know, like so many examples of like what makes his, I think his writing and his story so powerful is that it's just like, he knows exactly the piece to show and it's like realistic and that's why it's terrifying. Yeah. Um, so mm. I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's just such a strange tale you know, I mean, from be from beginning to end and like the thing that the thing that really like gets me is that, you know, you see all these ways in which Carrie could thrive if she could just mm -hmm. like get past this one part, you know, yeah. Yeah. and like you're she's but, so close, like, yeah. you know, like she <laughs> even if she hadn't won, like if, if none of that prom queen stuff had happened, like you can sort of see how like she knew her mom was crazy. She knew yeah, like yeah. the stuff was not okay. And it's like, she just needed to get that push to like go somewhere else. And she probably would have been fine, you know? And the telekinesis yeah. could have just been like a cool thing she did. <laughs> Instead, it turned into this like fireball to hell. Yeah. I also had this theory that like when she goes to hell, you know, at, at the end or not hell when she goes, you know, into the rubble and then there's like that spray graffiti of like, you know, so, like yeah. she's in hell now. But then actually then she becomes Carrie in Sex in the City. Like she's <laughs> in <Wow>. that moment. <laughs> no, even a deeper dungeon is she becomes <laughs> Carrie in Sex in the City too, right. the movie. Um for sure. And then she, yeah, and then she just like gets to live this totally different life. Yeah. You know, she never talks about her parents or her childhood really in the show. The character does, so hmm. Hmm. I think that's what happened to her. Yeah, I I agree. I <laughs> I can I I have a, a scientific question. Sure. Um, so the the main part of this. It sort of hinges on the fact that you can teach yourself telekinesis from materials available at a rural high school in the late 70s. Is that right? Mm. You think she taught herself telekinesis? Well, she read those books about it. So do you think that she was discovering, she was just finding he, a language for what was already happening yeah. to her? Yeah, yeah, that's how it felt to yeah. me. Yes, and yeah. I think okay. that... This is also, you know, the premise of Matilda. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. Wait, but and does I, Matilda... And I think that there's a lot... I mean, there's so many similarities. Like, a girl oh, growing shit. up in an abusive household yeah. and, like, yeah. that rage. Yeah, what, do you, what do you do with that rage? You literally oh can God. move things, you know? Oh, my God, whoa, Matilda. Whoa, 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 whoa. 
Wow. Well, no, the thing that has just tapped into something crucial, the Matilda Bridge here. And Matilda, Matilda is just like he meant because I was trying to figure out it's not it was it's not just a timing, it's not just like a certain time of you know, or a certain decade where they needed like these telekinesis movies or something. It's not it has nothing to do with anything. But mm. um Matilda. But yeah, and also like the that the, the the child angle was weird too, just sort of like the like you were talking about the power dynamic of it. What in um, Matilda, I'm 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 struggling to remember. But I'm trying to think about the gym teacher versus Miss Honey. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I'm wondering in in what Miss Honey seems to succeed in her empathy. Well, Miss Miss Honey pulls her out. I mean, she you know yeah. she succeeds in pulling her out her out, and Matilda succeeds in like you know preserving herself, but also yes. smiting her enemy. And Carrie yeah. self destructs. Well, she smites some enemies for sure. She, oh no, she, it's true, but she, but she self-destructs in the process. I mean, I feel like, yeah. I hope this kind of goes back. I think this kind of goes back and I hope this answers what you're asking, Seth. Like, I do think that, I guess there's just like a rage in girls that maybe is, is not really, there's not really like a safe way to address it. Mm-hmm. So that the easiest way to address it is in these like stories about moving things with your mind. Yeah, it's it's a, it's rich. Well, it's like having a power because you've been abused. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like once you've been like once you've been abused, you do have superpowers. Like people, you know, usually yeah, sure. people who have been in like abusive relationships or grew up in abusive homes like they do have sort of a heightened emotional like yeah. awareness so they're yeah. they're able to read a room or like read a response much quicker than like oh, an average yeah. person yeah what um I, and, and like telekinesis as be as as leaving the room you know as as or mm-hmm. as, as <laughs> or you know in in your own way is really Huh. Well, because what can you what can you control? Like you can't control anything, yeah. right? So, so then you can like yeah. right everything. Yeah, you'll control everything. <laughs> so yeah, it's like- well, um, I'm thinking about Drew Barrymore's character in Firestarter though, and how she um, I love her. The problem of being born, like with the like to be born with the superpower, mm. would mean that the act of being born is the trauma. In, in in like to to use the framework the you just said yeah, yeah 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 like yeah just just having to like arrive here on fucking planet earth is the trauma that drew barrymore's character in firestarter has i guess she also has like all this like super dungeon trauma from like harming people before she understood totally power, you know like yeah right. that's it it's in carrie but like it's i think it's more it's more damaging in firestarter because her sense of being has like always been formed by like running and like i just remember seeing like i watched it so many times this week and just seeing how like um feeling like every scene like this kid is so well adjusted for all the shit that's gone down yeah you know and like uh the way that she like takes care of her like you know uh her dad a lot of the time when he's 
you know, like, uh, I, I don't know. There is something about that that was um, really like fucked up, but also kind of like, um, I don't know. You could see her like, uh, anyway, I guess it's just the thing where like, you like to see the person with some power and she felt like she had some power maybe in the movie, you know, but like, um, you know, and it does end with like her going back to that couple. Right. And like, basically like kind of living with the proverbial, like sort of grandparents that are like, you know, provided by the, by, Mm -hmm. uh, by chance. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was, I was also thinking about the idea of winning too, like, cause at the end mm. of uh, the last words of scanner are like, we've won, oh, <laughs> you yeah. know, and it's like, you know, he's like exploded inside of Michael Ironsides and yeah. has, has like changed his eye color. And now it's like, I don't know. It's that whole thing about like, we've won. It's like, it's kind <laughs> of an optimistic story. I wasn't sure what, can you flesh out the end of scanners for me? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you, I actually, you can take yeah, me yeah. through it. Yeah. Or actually, can I, can, can we put this one on Seth Parker? Can you? No, I was going to say, I got so <laughs> obliterated by the end of scanners that I kind of came to back at the digital readout of the credits. <laughs> and no, I I was trying I, to figure I out, didn't I was trying mean to that we as gonna, a quiz. No, I was, gonna, I was trying to figure out how we were going to thread. I mean, of course, scanners through through all of it, like so, the mother or something. But so every David Cronenberg movie is like the same movie for mm-hmm. a certain era, where it's all about like uh, insurgency, counterinsurgency, counter counterinsurgency. It's like all about like quadruple crossing everyone and yeah, like. Yeah. And I like, think that's why uh, that's where I my brain yeah starts to kind of break down in all of it. So it's also about first... a lot of blood that looks like jelly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've seen this movie a lot of times, and I think this was the first time that like, blood counter blood days ago. <laughs> I thought it would. I thought it made sense. You know, like. <laughs> well, it's not like a. It's not just like the political layers of it because Cronenberg's not necessarily. I mean, the body horror thing and, and the politics of, I guess, kind of play with each other a little bit. But, huh. um, well, I like Eric's idea that it's hopeful. Like, um, I do too. My one note about Scanner, I'm just looking at my notes right now. And my one note about Scanner, well, I had one note that says there are a lot of horns in this movie. But, <laughs> but, but my one real note is like that I like the idea of, of thinking of telepathy as a, like a, it's almost like an internet or something. It's like a network. Mm-hmm. Of, it's mm-hmm. like described as this like linkage of nervous systems. And now we feel each other. Yeah, we or yeah. You... And think about how much more optimistic that is than like um, in Firestarter. It's like uh, the power goes outward, but it, it can't. It doesn't like get, it doesn't let you connect to anyone else. Like even if it's violent in scanners, it's it's still a connection. Oh, it's something to suppress in Firestarter. You're right. Yeah, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. Something. And, hold back and in carrie like yeah nothing about what carrie is experiencing is like able she it it only distances like um Mm. it only like Mm. creates distance Mm. and in scanners there is this like intimacy to it it's like it's often terrifying and ends up like with heads exploding and stuff but it is like it is this like there's something about cronenberg's like grossness 
that yeah. like comes with a lot of intimacy. Well, I, I, love, I, mean, love, I love that. Mm-hmm. I agree a hundred percent. I totally felt that. Especially in that first scene when we first meet him, like it really seems like he's kind of masturbating that lady. No? <laughs> Wow, yeah. In the mall? When she's having that, oh when God, she's having yeah, yeah. that seizure, I just was like, "This is kind of sexual." Can can you? Can <laughs> I you totally is, never whoa, saw that. Wait, can you yeah, use the word yeah. masturbating that way? Can masturbating? Yeah, be, yeah, you yeah can. I guess you. Okay, yeah, yeah. He's, he just did. He's, well, Papa Bear well, spoken. That mall. Wait, let's like. I, I, yeah, I was already lost in that mall. The, I think that was the thing about scanners. It like takes advantage of my senses or something like that. My yeah, yeah it's like overloads me in a way. Yeah, uh, like I just kind like of like a scanner. Like, like you're a, a scanner. Thanks, like a little silly like you're baby. A little, you're a little silly scanner baby. It's like putting me on a. It's like putting a dr- baby, you know, near a laundry room. They can hear the dryer and they fall asleep. <laughs> is, that's a thing yeah there's like a you know the rumble if you get any kind of good yeah you get kind of any good noise if you have a good canadian mall in the in the yeah, 70s you got a canadian mall holy shit that thing is amazing i was thinking about the beautiful i was thinking about the time cop mall i was thinking about the malls that yeah. we've kind of been watching and uh um, the malls we've been the watching the mall- <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah what inner space yeah. And uh, Time Cop specifically, but like this is by far the the most dungeon esque uh, mall that we that we've seen, and it's just I get I was lost in it. And, I, oh, yeah, I always Eric. think about like plans that I have in this space because I've spent a lot of pl- I've spent a lot of time ima- in my imagination in this mall, you yeah. know, and thinking mm. about like he he's so smart when he like tries to jump across the like uh, yeah. escalator. <laughs> And then comes up, comes up. I mean, they, at the top of the. <laughs> I mean, if they if they didn't have human tranquilizer darts, he would have been home free. Yeah, yeah. but um, isn't that good? I feel like I've seen. I may maybe I, I watched too many action yeah. movies, but like Terminator. I've, se- I've seen the like jump to the other side of the escalator movie with well, the yeah, dart. The, with the dart, yeah. But maybe? this is like if I jump to the other side of an escalator, not I like know. if like Steven Seagal it's like an did MFA, it. Very MFA. Okay. Okay. Yeah, or yeah. you know what it is? It's if Travis Nichols jumped across <laughs> that like chasm because that guy is like off-brand Travis Nichols. Totally. Um, it's like if I was so I kept controlling about... Travis Nichols in a video game, jumping across. I, I just couldn't yeah. believe that Travis had this whole <laughs> career career That's beforehand. Gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, I think it, in some of the style too, uh, and I, I was definitely sort of thinking like I bet Travis would be a little bit more graceful about it. Mm-hmm. Like so and, now, now I'm but, thinking about controlling all y'all in a video game, jumping across, jumping y'all across <laughs> escalators. He would have such a he would, he would have humor. He would do yeah. it with like a little touch of humor that would like yeah. chill everything out just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, he would be more concerned with his effect on the people around him that he was knocking over. Um, yeah. I, I have one quick thing about the beginning of Firestarter. So, David Keith, when he's running through the crowd at the beginning, he's sure. like fucking touching every single person. Did you notice that? That like, and like Swimming. instead of ju- instead of just going through people, you know, when you see like maybe Steven Seagal does that, where he just knocks every asshole down in the mall or whatever. Yeah. But like. Uh, but right. like David it's Keith's like, it's oh like my if, God. if you're trying if you're trying to like escape from people like you don't like I don't know like 
grab everyone's shoulder. <laughs> you know? Oh, man. Oh, Sorry, I'm like I'm getting into the points thing on um the. Wizard. No, you're right because we have such a good example. We have really good examples of people running. Onibaba. <laughs> Nobody was true. touching anything. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, I kind of want to do a quick Onibaba few minutes on. I feel like I kind of want to talk about mall design a little bit. Yeah, right yeah, like, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm basking in this shit right now. <laughs> like that. Yeah. This is that a weekly segment. The mall in Scanners is is very like it feels very Scanners came out in eighty one and that mall mm. feels very very eighties mall to me like yeah, um during my birth there's like a brownness to that mall yes mm-hmm. that like yeah. did you guys have like a brown mall <laughs> <laughs> like a mall where everything in the mall is brown yeah. like, I know I know yes, exactly I'm there from was... Chattanooga. <laughs> yes. We had the brown mall like all the it's all brown tile. Like, oh, uh, uh, and big like brown square columns and shit. <laughs> the brown. And then when I was a, a teenager, so there was like a brown mall near me called the Village Mall, where everything was <laughs> everything was brown. And then a new mall opened up called the Emerald Square Mall in North Attleboro. And in the Emerald Square Mall, everything was green. Uh, nice. Yeah, because uh, Emerald, you know. That's how you know. Yeah. My body is shuddering from that. Like yeah. I so like. Mall. I don't know that like my mall was a was a brown mall, but I think what, that like what was your mall called, Eric? Uh, Name was, your mall, Eric. Wait, this is this, this is in Indiana, uh, right? This is in Indiana. This is in, this is in <laughs> Fort Wayne, Indiana. I spent a lot of time going to the mall because there's nothing else where I lived. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think it's. Should I Google, I'm going to Google Fort Wayne, Indiana malls. Old malls. Yeah. This is also yeah, yeah. But I know what you mean. It's like that beige. It's it's like that beige late 70s like design. <laughs> Old was it the Southtown Mall? No, Southtown was kind of a bullshit mall. Jefferson was, Point Shopping Center. No. no, Glenbrook Square. Glenbrook. It was wow. Glenbrook. Wow, that sounds or, or, fancy schmancy. Or Glenbrook Crossing. Uh, Commons. Uh, I think it's probably mm. the first one. I, it oh, was definitely Glenbrook. Shit. That's your brown mall. That's your brown were, mall generator. Uh, but th- there was like a there were arcades there though, and those were definitely like <laughs> that had like brown mall carpeting in yeah. it, you know, and the sound dampening that you yeah. get in there too, like oh, yeah. felt very like. Yeah. It went. It it was more like a night mall or something. But, so know? so we're saying that's an American thing. But this is a Canadian mall, is it not? Because this thing is. Oh yeah. Lit. Well, hold, on, hold, is, hold on, Natalie. This thing is a lit. Natalie, Saint tell- Basil's mall. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie, tell us about your your childhood mall. Your high. Well, what was your high school look, mall? It- Look, Georgia had some serious malls. So I have to say, like, I don't yeah, think you, that I really went to. A- no, because there was Perimeter Mall. That mall was always nice. <laughs> Lennox you Mall. You went, to, oh, you went to Perimeter and Lennox. Oh, I went shit. to Perimeter and I went to Nor- North Point. Is that uh, what it was called? North Point? I mean, like, these are all, like, yeah. like nice malls. So oh, I think I, can't I believe the, the Brown Mall. I can't believe I forgot to say this, but Hampshire Mall in, in Hadley mm-hmm. is a Brown Mall. Oh, for You're sure. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. 
I did. Uh, I yeah. served many sandwiches inside. <laughs> I think we've probably all eaten a sandwich from you. From I've made you guys sandwiches in there. I've definitely eaten. I've eaten Seth Parker's brown mall sandwiches. I've also eaten a lot, a lot of, a lot of Taco Bell with with Seth Parker. And then, what? Sometimes when I'm like feeling like my most primal comforts, one of them is to like eat eat five tacos with Seth Parker and then play Dance Dance Revolution and like try. And watch the other person like almost puke. <laughs> like there's something so comforting about that. I also saw, um, I saw Planet of the Apes there, like mm. alone when I first moved to Massachusetts. When and I was like dating someone long distance for for a while, and that was like the time that I was like, oh, I don't think this is gonna work because like we didn't, we kind of hadn't talked in a while, and then like I was trying to get a hold, and I was like. Oh, I think shit's going down, and uh, like I watched, uh, I watched Planet of the Apes alone, and when I came out, I was like facing a dark reality in my, in yeah. my personal life. So. <laughs> and in those, the dark, those mall. movies oh. are really, those are intense movies to watch if you're facing a dark reality. Anyway. Yeah. 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 Mm. Mm. I, I really got... want to somehow put put it out there that doesn't Indiana have the highest per capita of serial killers it does yeah yeah i mean yeah i i think that that might have something to do with the correlation between the amount of like head wounds in children in in indiana too and i really do think that it probably is like something that you could track epidemiologically like um because i know there's a lot of like you know early early young person Mm -hmm. brain injuries like correlating Mm -hmm. to like Mm -hmm. later later serial killer stuff and i'm sure some of that is just like indiana has no fucking health care and like if you like knock your head against like you know the floor people are just like whatever you know lots of angles lots lots of angles in indiana but we're not going to be getting any advertising revenue from the state of indiana on this podcast (laughs) no i am ready to like wholesale right off of it the entire state except for like the bison that live there, which are cool. Aww. Yeah. Hmm. Except yeah, the wildlife. Yeah. Um. Hmm. 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 But yeah, I mean, I guess the impulse to yeah the you were saying Seth about the scanner thing. I like. Yeah, I've been thinking about it too. Yeah. And you're right about wanting to or the connection being the optimistic side of it. <sighs> and uh, hmm. I don't know where I'm going with that. I think Does you guys your... finished it. Does your art keep you sane? Does my art keep me sane? That's like the part in oh, scanners. The heads. Oh, the, the heads. Like, does your, that? does your, like my, it's like my, my high school, uh, my high school paper mache gigantic head art keeps me sane. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah, very, yeah. Was to, was wait, did I ask you guys? my big head art friend? Who, so wait, do we know, <laughs> Eric, you seem to have an answer to this. Like who made all that artwork? I think it's that I think it's that dude. It's the actor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow, that's cool. Which looks about right, you know. Oh, Um, it's like the it's like the head that he's in is like the little closet that Carrie and her mom go into all the time. Everybody's got their little their uh, little little closet. Yeah, their little happy closets. Yeah. Also known as AKA dungeons. Dungeons. Yeah. (laughs) I love I love to rediscover a dungeon with you all. Like to. 
to just like walk through the forest like in a straight line and then end up in the same dungeon like yeah. and then you realize you stepped in a bear trap Suddenly oh. you're in a ba- suddenly you're in a basement again. Man, so, this is yeah. not. This is probably not appropriate. Well, I guess it of course is. But I mean, hey. it was just on NPR. They were talking about this. Uh, I think it's in Florida. There's this whale that's in a. Uh, I can't remember the oh, name no. of the whale. Bessie or something like that. And the size of the whale, and it's in a a, a, a compartment that's only you know twice the length of itself. And it's been in this thing for like fifty years. And they were just saying, you know, this. Ugh. how little space how confined this thing has been in, in this long and i've just been contemplating that you know this whole time and uh yeah they were talking about needing to of course free this thing but yeah just the, the confined space and imagining what we're doing with it i'm lost yeah i mean that's how well, you cr- that's how you create a scanner the confined space of the mind yeah yeah. I mean, it's it's like when you watch like elephants at the zoo that seem to be doing like silent screaming or whatever, you know, it's the confinement of mm-hmm. like of like kind of like hyper intelligence, you know, yeah. it's like it's such a bummer. Well, um, yeah, I, this is very yeah, off topic, but like I bummed us down to the fucking whale. When, are you going off menu? Is this is this uh, no, off menu? <laughs> no, no. I want to. I get this is maybe it's like much more dumb than what we've been talking about. But I was wondering, in Carrie, there's like the girl Norma, I think, with the the one with the red hat. Uh-huh. And I and I was just thinking, wondering if she's Maga. <laughs> <laughs> A hundred percent. Yeah. hundred totally. percent. Yeah. Most of these girls are MAGA. But she's like, uh, Norma's the one who's it. like, she's the most, um, of all those girls, she's the most, uh, what's, what am I, it's, what am I trying to say? She's like a go with the flow person, but in the most evil way possible. She like, mm-hmm. like if there's an evil river, she's putting her canoe into the evil river. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Like she, She's like, she's not coming up with the idea to dump a bucket of pig's blood on anybody. But once someone has the idea, she's like absolutely like an engineer of how to dump pig's blood onto somebody. Yes, like, yeah. that's, but that's what I was thinking about Terry Ross or whatever his name. Whatever, I can't remember his name. <laughs> what is Terry, his name? I think it's Terry I'm, Ross. I'm gonna Terry Ross. Bob Ross. Tommy it's Ross. Terry, Tommy Ross. Tommy Ross. Uh, I mean, it's. That's again the same thing. It's just this um, the care with which he misleads this person. It's it like it's bordering on, yeah. It it makes this person evil. You know, I guess it's like you know, it just kind of puts this person on the evil side. Yeah, and it sets the table so heavily, you know, for us to want that 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 payback. So I guess it's yeah, it's just this pure revenge fantasy that we get to the ritual that we get to play out. I uh, was that I didn't get to experience, you know, in my in any of my proms. I was thinking <laughs> I found myself thinking about watching Carrie thinking about where I fit in a in like yeah. a high school cosmology. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um like yes. like am I abused or am I abusing? Like, uh, was I mean or was I being, were people being mean to me? And like, uh, and how much control do I have over, did I have over either of those? Like, I don't know. 
I remember taking a lot of shit. I think I remember giving out a lot of shit too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I think well, the scariest part of that is like trying to, I was doing this a while ago where I was thinking about uh, like when you kind of redirect something or where you unconsciously don't, don't realize that you're like harming somebody or something, you know, like, mm-hmm. especially when you're like a, a like a young kid, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. and then you discover that like, you know, you do something and, you know, I was thinking of like, even just like physically you sort of like push somebody and then it's like they fall down the stairs or something, you know, yeah, it's like, well, especially yeah. when you're like a little kid. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just sort of think about that as like a, a lot of the characters in, in Carrie were just at this kind of like little, little kid sense of like their, the, um, oh my the actual God. experience that they were creating for another mm. person, you know? It's like I am love. It's the I am love thing. It's the it's the tragedy in I in I am love. With uh, explain, like, tell me what the accident, the accidental tra- like the um, like the the mistake made uh made in the argument, like um, leading oh. to the horror. I don't know. It's like, oh, what is it? What is it? It's like um. Uh, like an overwhelming amount of power uh like that is but only that that can only exist in the context of making a mistake yeah or like uh or like wait is this the same as like a penny being on a on a train track and it Mm, derails mm. the entire yeah is that that true i think that was a lie about the yeah i don't know um natalie are there any other things you want to like you want to touch on with these movies do we have like, do we have any more? Do <laughs> there's some what was I there's something about oh I was gonna say when we were talking about dungeons like the scariest thing about her clo- her prayer closet is is that there's no outside lock mm. like she can come out whenever she wants. Oh. Uh, Wait, uh, what do you mean? I'm, I'm, I think that might be so scary. I can't even think whoa. about it. What, Natalie. What do you mean? She just unlocked there's the whole no thing. there's no outside lock on her closet. She comes uh-huh. out like there's a scene where she comes out when she's ready. Yeah. 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 Holy shit, I didn't Wait, why is that so scary though? Because her mom but, doesn't have to lock her in there. She goes in there by she's herself. Her own closet. She's oh my own. god. Oh, Look at her. She's her own house. She's her own dungeon. She's hiding in her own house. She's her own dungeon. She's dungeon master. Eric. She's a portable dungeon. She's been made like fucking portable dungeon. Wow. Natalie, when you were watching the movie, did you find yourself looking for that lock? Like, were you wondering about the lock? No, I just, you know, honestly, (laughs) (laughs) like. That scene just stuck out to me because yeah. the mom clearly had like ha- had like a chance to calm down and was yeah. doing her like insane sewing. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. just sort of like, you know, it was just very clear that like Carrie just came out and she didn't need to go and unlock the door. Like there wasn't a yes. big to do. Yeah. You know, like oh, man. she just like Carrie just opened the door and came out and the mom was like, oh, OK, go to bed now. Wow. I Maybe guess I just, just re- I was just like, man, she must be hungry. Like that was like yeah. a whole fucking day she spent in there. 
Maybe Class that's just good parenting. Maybe that's, <laughs> that's just really good, good parenting. parenting. Yeah. You think right, there's stuff that true. y'all are like missing out from from not <laughs> not doing Carrie style parenting? That's <laughs> <laughs> her. Um, brown hmm. mall of the mind. That's a lot to think of. Yeah, brown yeah. mall of the mind. <laughs> so, so, Seth Parker's brown mall sandwiches is definitely like a consumer product that should exist. I would, I'm ready. I would be, I would go back in a second. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm ready to go back. I, I think about yeah putting, piecing that, piecing that shop together every now and then. Who is your, so, what was your boss's name? Bob Pruitt. Bob Pruitt. Bob Pubby. I convinced Lindsay that his last name was Pubby for at least like a year. <laughs> Bob Puppy. <laughs> We're like in the MFA program of convincing people about the wrong names for other people yeah. for some reason. <laughs> yeah, that does seem like a, a a theme. I also, I guess, I also thought about Carrie. That um, I felt like it. I couldn't believe that John Travolta was in that movie. I felt like I felt like his character was like pretty much like a flat line. Yeah, yeah. So uninteresting. Such a missed opportunity because I think I don't know. Like he probably looks. I don't know. Yeah, with um, he he, he's like at such a crazy point in his career. I think we're about to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found him pretty terrifying though. Like the flat line, I agree with you about the flat line, but it's almost like his capacity for evil within that, like, flatness. And maybe think about Face Off. I'll be your fill-in when you are blue, so you can fool me some more. I know you'll hike it, someday you'll pack, then you'll be leaving my door. Oh, but I kind of like it, taking you back, so you can fool me some more. I only look for roses when in season. Ah, oh, but you're a rose that comes and goes without a reason. I make my mind up, I'm just a fool. Someday I'll even the score Only to wind up Breaking the rule So you can fool me some more 